Well, hello and welcome to the Smells Like Money podcast. Join me, Suzanne Chin-Taylor, the doo-doo diva, as I interview guests who are making an impact on how we manage and operate systems for conveying and treating wastewater. As a veteran of the wastewater, trenchless, and civil infrastructure industry, each week, I'll be bringing you industry know-how from industry pros who know how. Join me each week as I speak with representatives of organizations that are utilizing disruptive or new technologies and methods, and executives who are excited to share how to be successful and sustainable in our vital industry. So whether you want to learn about the latest trends in technology, in treatment or trenchless, gain tips on training and retaining great talent, or simply how to be more efficient, productive, or profitable, this podcast is for you. Ready? Let's dive right in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Doo Doo Divas Smells Like Money podcast. Today, we are visiting with Raciel Castillo. Oh, God, I love saying that. I love rolling that R. Raciel Castillo. And he is the CEO and founder and also inventor from RC Technologies. And what we're going to be talking about today is carbon capture. And I know for some of you, you may have heard this buzzing around in the ether and on the internet, but may not be completely familiar with exactly what this technology is and what it does, how it can be incorporated. So I wanted to have him come onto the show today to discuss how this amazing technology that actually has a very, very small footprint can be used in wastewater applications, mainly on the facility level, but also for manufacturers and contractors in your own operations and, you know, your buildings and your facilities, because a lot of us, you know, we're, we're, we're very, we're getting very concerned about sustainability, reducing our own carbon footprint. How can we contribute to the benefit of the planet? What type of technologies are out there that are affordable that we can incorporate and have a really interesting ROI for us as people in the industry? And so with that, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I really want to focus on what is carbon capture technology and really more about what you're doing. And later on in the show, we're going to bring up a, a, you know, a picture of this amazing, what I would call, it kind of looks nondescript, but this little magic box. And what it, what it actually does... And then I want you to talk to our audience about how this could be incorporated into any type of operations facility, really focusing on how can, you know, wastewater utilities, treatment plants, which are huge users of electricity. And, you know, we think about our carbon footprint, but what this is and how it can be utilized, help us be better stewards of the planet. Yeah. So in short, carbon capture is simply the capturing of carbon. This happens naturally through nature uh, through a process called the slow carbon cycle, uh, whereas uh, the carbon dioxide that's in the air feeds into the planet, roots, down into the soil, all through these different layers of rock and sediment, uh, also through the ocean, underneath the ocean floor, and then it goes uh, up into a volcano and then out of that volcano when it erupts, and then it goes through that process, that slow carbon cycle. That's the nature-based way. Also, plants and trees, 
um, and things of that nature. The technological aspect we work on is a, uh, a technology that removes it directly from the atmosphere or from point source. Point source is uh, any sort of coal-fired uh, power plant, uh, cement manufacturing, steel manufacturing, all of these facilities. You don't have to produce a pure stream or any kind of stream mix or otherwise of uh, CO2, but any any time you're pulling from the grid, because the grid is 85 or so percent powered by uh, coal um, and natural gas, you're uh, producing carbon emissions from that pulling of the grid. So anytime you spend on a light switch at your facility or your home, anytime you flush the toilet, anytime you order a package, anytime you go buy something in your, you know, uh, online or anything like this, you're producing carbon. So basically everything that we do in daily life, we're producing this. Everything that we do and in every way that we interact, carbon emissions are involved. Wow. Okay. So let's take, for example, a wastewater treatment plant. How can carbon capture benefit a plant and where would it be capturing from in the process and how how would that take place yeah so these utilities um for wastewater specifically in the the united states account for about 45 million tons of co2 annually co2 emission and so what we would do it those facilities are not producing their own co2 emissions they're pulling from a grid as a result what I mentioned earlier, are producing something. Uh, so we would take it out of the atmosphere for them. And then we would also, because the goal is not, it's not entirely carbon capture, it's also carbon reduction, right? So if, okay. you're, if, you, if you're able to incorporate uh, renewable energy and more sustainable practices, you'll lower the amount of CO2 emissions that you emit. Uh, and then whatever you are emitting, we can remove. We can remove it in the process of that transition period where you from where you're at now to a more sustainable portfolio of energy and resources and then slowly but surely you know 50 60 70 years down the line we'll begin to remove our technologies um and then nature will take its course again and and throughout the entire relationship nature is also uh, we're not bypassing nature. We're working with Mother Nature. Um, so we have all of those, like, you know, it, it's working out for everybody. So is the end result when this is captured, then what do you do with it? What, yeah, hap- so this, what happens with it? Yeah, this is a great question. So we developed a process of utilization so we can create materials that are high-value, friendly, circular products that are super important for the future that we're going into now. Um, and so products like graphene, um, environmentally friendly jet fuel, um, and other materials, you know, we can produce uh, photovoltaic cells for solar panels so that they're even more environmentally friendly. Um, what, one of the biggest things with renewable energy is that they do also have a footprint, a carbon footprint. And so in the production of those technologies, and electric vehicles as well, you're producing, you know, re- really relative to the size of production, but you're producing carbon emissions. 
And so if we can reduce the amount of carbon emissions associated with all of those individual parts, we lower the overall um, carbon emission for that suite of technology. Now, so, how, oh, I mean, if from a space, from a space standpoint, is this something that has to be retrofitted into a facility or it's just something that's brought to the facility? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, size, in terms of size and scale, what's involved for the installation and placement of this for best results? Yeah, so for our particular models, we um, we manufacture everything on site and then we assemble it on location. So it's already pre-assembled, we just connect all the parts on location. Uh, what's great about our modular system is that they can be placed on rooftops, um, all over cities, um, in rural and remote areas as well, so farmland, agricultural spaces. Um, and so there's very minimal installation or construction involved. There is no large infrastructure that needs to be set in place or in motion prior to the uh, deployment of the technology. Um, so you can retrofit it to certain buildings. For example, hospitals, they they have CO2 that, that they produce uh, because they need it for pressurized environments and like, um, you know, other... Uh, processes that the hospital use and so you'll have that through their like HVAC system so yeah you can connect uh, right above their HVAC system because they unit it'll just like collect all the CO2 uh, that well that might be something that would be of interest to you know industrial industrial manufacturers who have to do pre-treatment uh, yep. for their wastewater treatment process is just something to you know to just bring down costs of whatever they're doing so that after you capture, you know, let's get into the first thing. I know the first thing that's going to be running through people's minds. Okay, one more technology to bolt on. Yeah, I want to do my part for the planet. But the whole thing is, is so what's in it for me? So what's in it for me? So as they do this, what's the benefit other than being a good steward of the planet, which we all should be, but what is in it for that asset owner, be it municipality, office building owner, a manufacturer, whatnot, to have carbon capture technology, what do they get back from it as a benefit of incorporating it into their overall sustainability plan? So one of the things that immediately comes to mind is compliance. Um, and another thing is asset protection. If you have these assets and you want to maintain them, you need to have them in, uh, you know, working uh, and producing whatever benefits they're producing for you, you want to have a sustainability model in place. Otherwise, once these compliance regulations begin to crack down, and they will very soon, and they already are, um, you might be fined or have a lien on your business where you won't be able to operate. So you'll have stranded assets. Um, that's one particular case. Another one is outside of, of it being, um, you know, being a good steward to the planet, it's not we're we're prolonging the longevity of the human race right like this is all for the the expansion and the evolution of the theme it's not a while it does affect business and and like i said earlier all of the interactions that we have in our daily lives um the biggest the biggest component that that relates to everyone in all ways is making sure that we're protecting um 
So for businesses, it's asset. For humans, it's quite literally saving. I know that's like a buzzword around all different cases, and you know it's gotten a bit um, overused, perhaps. But the the truth remains that without a planet, none of these things. Are there financial things or financial rewards to be had for, you know, investing in incorporating this type of technology? Absolutely. So uh, with the rise of um, carbon markets, voluntary and otherwise, you can buy extra credits and trade these credits on like you would any other stuff. So what we're predicting is that by 2025, the cost of, of the European um, regulated carbon market, right? Right now, uh, I don't know what the price is today, but in February, it was the highest ever at $101. Uh, from like 75 to 80, it rose up to 97. It's supposed to be around 97 by the end of the third quarter. Um, that number is going to go up. And all of these companies that are right now purchasing from then um, are going to have to pay higher. So if you, for example, you work with a company like ours or any other carbon capture company, or you're working in any other capacity, you want to uh, reserve those credits, um, and then you'll be right. Um, so that's sort of a financial advantage if that you know, if that is uh, of importance. And it is when you're running a business, you have to make sure you're staying afloat, etc. But um, the the other advantage, like I mentioned, is to trade those. So once you're at a uh, this sort of inflection point where you're not producing any more carbon emissions, where you're um, carbon negative, ideally, you now can trade the extra credits that you buy. So let's say you buy 100 credits at $80. Um, you can trade that when that price rises up to over 100, wherever it will go, you now have this benefit of that. So why would a company or an entity want to buy these credits? I mean, what? how does that benefit them? I mean, we talked a little bit off, offline about this, that what, do, what, what does having these credits do for you? For those of you who are not, you know, I, I want you to answer that question. Just I'm, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around it. You know, I've heard about it and trading the credits, but there are some people who may not understand the the full reasoning behind this or how this, you know, carbon credits thing actually works and that why should I worry about this? Why should I be concerned about it? Uh, the biggest reason is compliance. If you're not in compliance as the situation worsens or gets a bit more intense than it will or it can, uh, you want to make sure that you are protected. Now, if it reaches the point where it's too extreme, then all businesses, or the majority of them, like during the pandemic, are going to have to be at a standstill. The further you get ahead of that, the better it is for everyone. So getting these credits is actually, if you get them from a company that's removing your carbon emissions, which is really what you should be focusing on, um, as opposed to offsetting them, uh, which is a big controversy right now in the carbon capture space, you um, you. You basically solidify your your faith as a uh, as a company, um, and you you're you're. It's an opportunity to maintain uh, an open business. So not only are you in compliance, but you're doing the right thing for your business and for everyone else. 
Um, and so there's a chance that you'll uh, you maintain in operate. Um, and and it's it, it, still in its infancy. There's a lot that is being considered, reworked, introduced. Uh, so there are a lot of things that we don't yet know. But what we do know is that you need to remove your and the sooner you get on that, the better for you. It's almost like, you know, and maybe I'm off base here and, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost like when you decide that you're going to put solar on your building or your home and whatever you don't use, you sell back to the grid. And then that brings down your, you, your personal energy cost. Would that be a good comparison to something like this that you're, by doing something good, you're actually helping yourself because you're, as you were saying, you could sell your or use those carbon credits for something else. Yes, there is a component to uh, carbon capture technology in the future, the relatively near future, where, um, you know, so for our individual units, because of their modularity, they can be placed completely anywhere. Um, if you wanted to be an independent carbon capture sort of specialist or vendor or supplier, uh, we could offer you our, our machine. You would capture CO2 on your building, in your farm, on the side of your house, wherever. And then you would sell it to companies um, that need those credits. They're called uh, the same sort of concept is happening now with countries around the world with nationally determined contributions They're called NDCs. And so America can buy wind and hydro and solar and then sell those credits to another country that doesn't have the infrastructure to place those technologies. In. Okay. Um, and so you have that sort of credit scheme uh, where it does allow for something similar. to it. Got it. Got it. Well, this, this is really interesting. So uh, when you were saying assembling it, what is the average size of your unit? Like the foot footprint size, the dimensions? Yeah. So we have um, two different units. Uh, we have a smaller unit and then our largest one, which is the one uh, we're talking about is um, uh, 10 feet tall by eight feet wide. So, so it's really not that big in the scheme of, you know, an industrial and the weight of it, you were saying that it could be very easily put on a roof. Yeah. So it's super lightweight. Uh, we're not using heavy materials or anything like this. Um, the, the size can be multiplied. It can be, you know, created to any size because of its modularity. It's not stackable, but we can expand the size or, or contract so we can create any size or virtually any shape. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty versatile. How is it powered? I never asked you that. How is it powered? It's not powered. We don't use any energy in the individual. System. Oh, wow. So we, yeah, we don't have any fans. We don't use any energy. Uh, we don't use any water. Um, so it really is a magic box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a science box. But, um, yeah, so we bypass all of that. And in the process, we save all these resources other things that are there, um, other processes. How about ongoing maintenance, Asya? You know, what uh, are what the maintenance, what are the maintenance responsibilities for the person that puts this in? Because I know a lot of people are very interested. Okay, yeah, that's great. But now who's going to take care of it? What am I, what am I going to be responsible for ongoing to keep this thing running? 
you're not responsible for anything. We take full responsibility. We take full functionality of the, of the system. We control and maintenance. We have our specialists go out. Um, they capture the material. The machine captures the material. We transfer it, and then we we transport it to um, our facility while that machine is still from the atmosphere. So, so you're taking you're that. taking care of getting the carbon that's collected into the hands of those manufacturers and those companies that need it. So this, so if I'm understanding it correctly, it's a twofold process. You're you're capturing a material that can then be reused again for manufacturing yeah. other things, and then because you've got this unit, you're getting these credits that then you as a business owner can use for something else. And and I have a feeling like these carbon credits are probably going to play maybe into green initiatives or being awarded contracts because you have carbon credits or you are showing that you've got a sustainability plan or green credits. I just I'm seeing that this is gonna this is gonna evolve and become a lot bigger than it is right now. Yeah. So we we the credits that, that will issue are for our clients so you you as clients will have credit we collect the co2 from the atmosphere a third party comes and ensures that we've collected what we said we we collected and then they uh authorize that and then that we issue that credit okay credit belongs to the company and they need that for verification of, of sustainability measures compliance regulations um if they wish to buy more than they need they can then Trade it on the market. Um, they can use it at any sort of uh, advantage or, or benefit to any sort of brokering of any deals, things like that. I love this. I love this. Well, I know that there's a lot more that can be discussed and then, you know, go into a lot of depth. And I don't want to, you know, overload the audience, but just giving you guys some food for thought that whether you're a public entity, you know, treatment facility, public works department, contractor, manufacturer, that this is something that really can be used by any entity within our industry to start, you know, moving forward with your own sustainability and your own green initiatives and getting some benefit about, you know, back from it. I know compliance is a really, really big issue. And it's, you know, when we hear, oh, you're out of compliance. Oh, that one more thing that I have to be compliant with. I'm sure, you know, municipalities are inwardly groaning like, oh, one more thing. And so just by having something like this or making yourself aware of it, maybe you can't put it into place now, but just having that knowledge that it's aware that maybe this is something that we need to move forward towards. And so it just, you know, because I love, to, I love being transparent on the show. What are people looking at? as an investment for this, you know, just on average, you know, let's just say it's a small office building. What should they be looking at cost-wise to get involved in incorporating something like this into their plan? Yeah. So initially the cost is about $350 for our process. Um, it's one of the lower uh, numbers in right now because we don't have all that infrastructure and we bypass all of that, our costs are, you know, way more efficient as a process. Uh, but we can get it down as low as eighty dollars per ton. Uh, and then we're we're forecasting that like twenty thirty onward we can get it down for 
Uh, and it really is a, a case by case basis. Uh, the more people that were able to, uh, you know, assist in removing their emissions, the more efficient our process becomes. Uh, so it really, you know, if you're interested, I would recommend reaching out to us. How do you come again? So I was just going to ask you that for those of you who would like to, you know, explore this technology further and see how it might work for you. And if it's a fit, how can they get in touch with you, Rossiel? Yeah, so they can uh, go to our website, www.rctechnology.co, the CO, or you can just simply email us at info at rctechnology.co. And I have somebody from my team. And Rossiel is also on LinkedIn which is how I, it's how we got connected because we're part of sustainability professionals. And so thank you. Thank you for being on the show and, you know, giving us this, I guess, 30,000 foot view of carbon capture technology. I'm sure there's, there's a lot more to be discussed. And so thank you again for coming on the show. And for those of you interested, please do reach out to Rossiel and his team to learn more about it. And until next time, keep it flowing. Thanks so much for joining me, the Doo-Doo Diva, on this week's episode of Smells Like Money. What stood out to you this week? Share your takeaways by leaving me a review. You can find out more about the new technologies, creating sustainable solutions and insights on how to succeed in our vital industry by subscribing to the show. Whether you want to learn about the latest trends in wastewater infrastructure, treatment or trench lists, You've got it all right here at Smells Like Money. If you're an industry expert and would like to be considered as a guest for the show, book a quick chat with me by visiting calendly.com forward slash the Tuit Group forward slash B dash A dash podcast dash guest, or simply click the link in the show notes below. Until next week, A big shout out to all my industry friends and those who will be. You are my superheroes. Thanks for tuning in, keeping it flowing, and we'll see you all next week.